coming up next on the Jeff Crilly Show, From Burnout to Best Life. You'll meet the author of this book. She's going to tell you her amazing story just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team and the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. I think uh, burnout is a national epidemic. I, I don't know that I've met too many people who are you know, delightfully happy with their lives. Many people are just uh, on the hamster wheel, running, 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 and, and it, it does feel like Groundhog Day for them. Somebody who knows a little something about that, uh, Lisa Hammett. She is a success coach, and uh, she's my friend, and she's here to talk about uh, her journey. Um, Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Okay, so, uh, I mean, you have this cheery disposition. I bet people can't even believe that at one point you were depressed. <laughs> oh, boy, was I. <laughs> yes, it was, it was not a fun journey. So, in 2005, I reached burnout after a 26-year career in the corporate retail sector. Mm. And was it yeah. just because every day was, was like the last or it was a lot of stress or what was causing the burnout? It was stress compounded over a long period of time, not taking care of myself because I was working all the time. You know, it really takes a toll when you work 80 plus hours a week. You don't have a lot of time for your family and, you know, your life just gets pretty dismal. Yeah. And you were telling me right before the show that you had put on some weight and it was affecting your marriage. It really was. Yeah. I was 65 pounds overweight. And I was suffering from chronic migraines and a myriad of other health problems. And it, it got so bad at one point and the stress was so bad that my husband said, I don't care what you do, just exit this job. And I did. And it, I ended up leaving a long-term career at a high paying salary without an exit strategy, which I do not recommend. But often when we reach burnout, that's what happens. We make a desperate, drastic decision because we're, we feel like we're just forced into a situation that we just can't coexist anymore. Sure. And I, I was reading an article recently that said uh, people aren't having midlife crises now. They're having uh, quarter life crises mm -hmm. that, that even 20 year olds are, are experiencing burnout saying, um, you know, I got this law degree and I hate um, the legal field. Mm -hmm. Are you experiencing that as well? It, me personally, no, but I see that all the time in the clients that I coach. You know, when they go through any major life change, it could be job related, it could be a move, it could be maybe married or, you know, having children. It can really throw things for a loop because just, you know, human behavior is when our environments change. Our behavior changes, and it's not always for the best. <laughs> sure. Well, I want to talk about your book, and as I'm, I'm holding it up, we're going to put it up a full screen. Uh, From Burnout to Best Life, How to Take Charge of Your Health and Happiness. How long was it on your heart to write the book? 
That's a great question. So it's kind of an interesting way how this materialized. So it was COVID. And I have always enjoyed writing. I did creative writing in college, but I never aspired to do a book. But during the pandemic, I decided to start blogging. And I really created quite a following and people were commenting saying, wow, you've got some great content. And then just through my virtual networking, I came in touch with publishers, editors, different people in that uh, writing space. And they all said to me, you've got some great content here. You should publish a book. You know, you hear it one or two times, you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then it really starts to stick. And I believe in divine intervention. And I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I need to write a book. So I just put it out there and I did. What are some of the comments that you've gotten from readers so far? They appreciate the fact that there are a lot of practical tips in the book. It's, it's things that anybody can do to implement. It's, it's not rocket science, but it's things that we most often take for granted and we don't think about yes. because life gets busy. So it's just a lot of practical tips and they really appreciate the simplicity, although it's not always easy to do. You know, it can be simple also. Sure. sure. So. And Lisa's a very popular speaker. In fact, she's given a <laughs> TEDx talk, which impresses me. Uh, was that, were you nervous? Well, I'll tell you if, you, if you've never done a TEDx, it's quite the process. You go through a million dress rehearsals. I had been pretty comfortable speaking for a long period of time, so I wasn't quite as nervous. Although I will say on my first dress rehearsal, it was a little scary, but they sign a coach to you regardless of if you, you know, you think you need one or not. And it was great because this was the first experience that I have had where I actually had to memorize my content. Yes. And I typically don't. I mean, I know my content very well, but usually in a speaking engagement, I'm, I'm, you know, working off of a slide deck sure. and also the audience. I mean, I like my audience to be very interactive and to me, right. that's what gives me a lot of energy. So I, I was able to do that to a degree in my TEDx, but it was very, it was very short. So, and then, and I think they, they time it. So do you have a clock staring at you the whole time that you're like, okay, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> you do. And I try not to focus on it, to be yeah. honest, mm -hmm. because if you do, it could just really trip you up. But I have to say, funny story, when I started my TEDx, my, I guess my mic was not on. So they take you into the green room mm -hmm. and, you know, they check the mic, thought everything was fine. I go out there, I start my presentation, everything is great. And they stop me like mid sentence. They're like, Lisa, stop, stop. I'm like, okay. And they come and they have to turn the mic on and then I have to restart. Oh gosh. But fortunately I was in such a good headspace yeah. that I just kind of made a joke about it and I just moved on. And then I referenced that situation at the end of my presentation because it was all about how to manage stress in the moment. Sure. Some little micro meditations that you can do. So it actually was kind of a mixed blessing in disguise, but it could have been a complete disaster. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. well, I also encourage my audience to follow Lisa on, on social media because she's very prolific when it comes to these tips. Here's one of them. Hey everyone, and welcome to today's Mindset Moment. So I want to talk about having a bad day. And I'm just going to put it out there because 
I know oftentimes, especially if you're really trying to work on your self-development and your mindset, you know, there's the stigma that, oh my gosh, you can't ever have a bad day. You can't ever have a negative thought. Well, that's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> I could have used a different expletive, but I won't. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of crap, basically. You know, we're all entitled to have a bad day. So here's, here's the difference. So you might be having a rough day, but that doesn't mean that it has to become a bad week, a bad month, and so forth. The thing to remember is that whatever is creating that negative energy, you need to not dwell on it. It's okay to validate it, be present for a moment, you know, validate your feelings, recognize that you're having struggles, and then release them, release that negative energy and redirect your thoughts. And I know sometimes that's easier said than done, but think about those things that can get your mind off of it. You know, maybe it's listening to your favorite music. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's phoning a friend. You know, maybe it's watching one mindless show, whatever it is. I'm not giving an excuse to binge watch, you know, four seasons of Outlander. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. <laughs> but um, anyways, you know, redirect your thought and focus on those positive things. So again, I'm giving you permission to have a bad day. It is okay. Just don't let it compound and become a bad week, a bad month, and allow you to make all these excuses that don't need to happen. You know, be present, you can validate it, and then redirect your thoughts. And we'll focus on redirecting thoughts in a future episode. So hope you're having a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. I think you make a very good point there about the loops that we play in our minds. And sometimes it's a negative comment that somebody made to you, or sometimes it's just negative self-talk. And, mm -hmm. and you got to do a record scratch or something and get out of that loop. Because if you repeat the same you know, negative affirmations to yourself, you start to believe it. Oh, absolutely. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy because what you think about turns into your belief system, which drives your behavior. And you have to shut that off. It really negative thoughts, the only benefit to a negative thought, it's a warning. Think of it as like an alert on your phone or you know, on your computer that is, okay, I'm in a negative pattern and I need to shift it. Sure. Because to your point, if you go down that path, you can completely sabotage everything in your life. Sure. Let's talk about toxic people because sometimes it's the people we love, people that, you know, they're, they're family. Uh, but, you know, every time you see them, they're saying something that makes you feel less than. What, what do you do with toxic people? Oh, yes. I'm sure we all know many toxic people people. When I speak, I often talk about protecting your energy. And this is it exemplifies it perfectly. You know, if you have a family member who is toxic, I understand you can't just remove them from your life, but you do need to limit your exposure. Because if you're around them all the time, they're going to start to suck the life out of you. Sure. And then that will impact your life as well. So, you know, going into, if you know that you're going to be in a situation with a toxic person, you know, try to be in the best headspace that you can before you go into that situation um, because their, their energy will start to drain you. That's just reality. Sure. But the higher the mental charge that you have and the more positive you are, that will help. 
and then just try to limit your exposure. So Lisa, in the little time that we have left, I want you to talk to the viewer about how they know when they need a success coach in their life. Obviously people can get your book, they can listen to your, your tips. When do they need the next level? That's a great question. So in my book, at the end of each chapter, I actually have reflection questions that help identify pain points in your life. And you know, if you are feeling stressed, and overwhelmed and exhibiting any symptoms of burnout at all, which could be physical, it could be emotional, your cognitive abilities could be impacted, whatever it is, it's time to seek help. Mm. You don't you don't necessarily have to do what I did. In fact, I would not recommend it. Just quit a toxic job without any forethought. But do talk to somebody, talk to a trusted mentor, talk to a pastor or, you know, a coach or a therapist, but don't let it compound because what will happen if it's not managed, you will make a desperate choice and it could end a marriage, it could end a career, it could have life altering impact. And again, I'm not saying it's in certain situations that has to occur, but there has to be forethought. Yeah. ahead. So don't allow yourself listen to the warning signs. Yeah. I think about that scene from Jerry Maguire where he quits and grabs <laughs> the fish and <laughs> who's <Totally>. with me? <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> Lisa, that's, uh, it's been a great interview. We'll have to have you back again soon. We're going to end with the website, which is uh, lisahammett.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. This has been great. You bet. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.